a fallout shelter somewhere under Seattle, Washington, is the show you've been waiting for. Get ready to join your hosts, John and Kenrick, as they talk comics, movies and more. Now here's Spoiler Country! Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on scpod.net. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcatcher, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us, leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. Join the cult of the Spoilerverse, and welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth and that is Mr. Horsley. Yeah. And today on the show, well, we just got back from seeing Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Yes, we did. Did I say that title right? You did. Wow. First try. Yeah. First try. That's the first time I think I've said it out loud, too. I'm impressed. Thank you. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm yeah. shocked. It's an impressive ep- episode today. Yeah. <laughs> so, just got back. I'll say my first thoughts is I really, really, really enjoyed it. I, I had the same thought. I had a lot of fun. Um, I Margot Robbie is so good as Harley Quinn. It's ridiculous. She, like, she embodies that character. The facial expressions, the accent. I mean, she just nails it. On every level, it's so good. Yeah. And it just seems like I can't see anybody else at this point playing that role. Right. Not in live action. No. Not in live action. Not for a long time, because she's still young enough that she could probably do it for quite a while. Right. You know? I don't know. This is whole hubbub online about this negativity about this movie being not good, and I just just don't see it. I don't get it. Yeah. It's got to do with the people that talk about the feminist agenda, I think. Right. Which... Doesn't really make any sense for this movie if you've actually watched it. Yeah, I I don't know. I was kind of like we said when we walked into it, kind of looking for things. Right. But I just had so much fun watching it. I did. I didn't notice really. I didn't notice anything. Not really. I mean, I didn't notice anything. Like the I think the only thing you can even remotely say, which even is going for a long stretch, is that all the good guys in the movie were you know female and like most of the bad guys except for like a couple of chicks were, were dudes like that's the only thing but even then that's that's nothing yeah i think they just had you had so much fun watching it that i just didn't care yeah i uh i had a lot of fun watching it man i mean i think like 90 90% of it i i really enjoyed night so who that means there's 10% that you were like meh there is and i've actually talked about i i going into this prior on in our chat group and on on Twitter and stuff, I actually talked about the one thing that I didn't really care for this movie. Yeah, what was that? Cassandra Kane. What about her? Didn't like her. I don't know the the actress. I don't know the character well enough to to have a, a formed opinion because really, this is the most I've uh, this is the most I've seen of her or or you know what I mean, watched a story or anything about her. Really, I'm pretty sure. I I mean, if I have read stories with her in it, I don't remember. No, she was Batgirl for a while after, um, after, so she was Batgirl after Barbara Gordon became Oracle, but that's uh, probably why. Yeah. So, but what, what was wrong with her? Well, she was, com- so in, in the comics, she is the daughter of David Kane, Lady Shiva, okay. right? And 
she's she was raised mute. She can talk, but she doesn't. Yeah, she was raised not to talk. She was raised as an as an assassin, right? Okay. So she basically she was raised as this you know killer that doesn't talk. And then it was only later it was only later down in the road that she actually started talking in the comics and stuff because she was quiet, right? And in the movie, they played her as a as a pickpocket as a, this. She talks a lot, a lot, yeah. And I'm fine with them reimagining and recasting and redoing stuff with the characters, but like one of her biggest aspect was her Batgirl costume. Yeah. The mouth is covered. She doesn't talk really. Yeah. I mean, she does down the road, but she's scary because she's just this badass chick that kicks your ass and doesn't say a word while she's doing it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I guess why change? I don't I don't know, man. There's a part of me like we talked to Tim Seeley the other day. Yeah. And he said some really good points about you know, comics need to move on. Right. And and, and realize that they're 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 customer base is not the 40 year old white guy reading comic books anymore. It's not. No, you, got, you have to reinvent yourself and, and change characters and, and make changes. And there's a part of me. It's like, man, I don't want, I don't want to hear this, but it's true. You know, it is true. But at the same time, it's like, why not just make a new character? Right. Well, I'm like the character they put I like mean, any, you could have made, she could, her name could have been Kimberly Smith. Yeah. And it wouldn't have mattered. Funny story. I know Kimberly Smith who uh, is now married to, um, Cassandra Kane, that would be hilarious. <laughs> no, I know a Kimberly Smith who is now married to uh, James Vanderbeek. I went to high school with her. Oh, nice. Yeah, super, super awesome girl. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so yeah, and her character was more in line with Stephanie Brown Batgirl, not Cassandra Kane Batgirl. Oh. Stephanie Brown came after Cassandra Kane. She was spoiler in the comic book. She became Robin for a little bit for a short period of time, and then she was the fourth character, the fourth name to take to have Batgirl for a while. And you know, she was the daughter of, of Clue Master. She was a, an amateur crime fighter. You know. A criminal and crime fighter type of thing. So, I mean, doesn't actually fit really much into what they did in the movie for Cassandra Kane, but right. fits way more than what Cassandra Kane was. Right. It, it kind of, and this this is something that kind of falls into the whole like people have this movie has an agenda, but it kind of feels like they picked Cassandra Kane as because she's a young Asian girl in the comics. Because there's really Maybe. no reason for her to be for the for that character to be Cassandra Kane because it's nothing at all like Cassandra Kane in the comics. Like it's just the name and she's Asian. That's the only thing that matches up with that character. Oh, that's interesting. But I mean, it's whatever it was fine for the movie, but it's just, it seems weird that they would pick that character and pick, you know, her to, you know, follow being Asian and being in the movie, but have none of her attributes from the comics whatsoever, completely redoing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I get that. You know, it's it's kind of weird. You know, they just—I mean, they still could have just named her anything else, though. Yeah, they could, it could have been a new character for the movie. Yeah, it's just kind of—it uh, it is what it is, I guess. I mean, dude, the girl that plays Black Canary, though, in it, yeah, she was great. Dude, she was fantastic. Like, I like—I like the way they—they they did her character. They did her very much like the bombshell style, or the newer style, where she's a, she's a singer. She has that. She's in more of a, a different kind of an outfit. I liked it a lot, and she was she was she was fantastic in the role. Yeah, I, Journey Smollett. Is that her name? Yeah, is she was Jesse Smollett. Uh, I have no idea. Interesting. She um she was great. I like the fact that they obviously spoilers for the movie if you haven't seen it because it's a spoiler country. But I like the fact that they didn't like they only, they used her canary cry once and it took a lot out of her. It was it wasn't like she could just keep using it over and over again. It, it was something she wasn't doing a lot. And they referenced her mom because in the comics, her mom was the first black canary, and then. Dinah Lance became the second second Black right. Canary, which right. is which is cool. They, they kind of reference that, 
and they made a joke about bow and arrows, you know, with green arrow, which was kind of cool, but she did a great job and they, they did a great job with her character. I thought it's journey Smollett bell. And she is the sibling of juicy Smollett. Is really it juicy. Or is it just Jesse? It's, it's that's the guy who, who did the fake like hate crime, right? Yeah. 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 That's so weird. Why would you do that? Um, who knows? That's, I mean, ugh. you know, when you get to a certain point and you, uh, some people just need to stay in that spotlight and, you know, I think fame will make you do some crazy things. I mean, yeah, apparently. But she was great as Black Canary. She really was. Yeah, she was fantastic. I like. I loved her character. I, people talked about Huntress, right? Mm-hmm. Helena Bartnelli, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, right? They talked about her character being so one note and flat and all that kind of shit. But that's literally what her character was supposed to be because of how, I mean, the childhood trauma. Like, yeah. she's awkward. Like, I think she did a great job capturing that. Well, it's an ensemble cast, yeah. right? I mean, it's... It's a Harley Quinn movie. Oh, 100%. She's front and center. But it is an ensemble cast, and you only have so much time to go back and talk about certain things or have, you know what I mean? And she's yeah. a fringe, like out of all of them, she's more of a fringe character. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, really, and she's, she's they gave her a plenty of backstory for the movie, but people were talking about how her performance or like the character was very like, you know, not, in, not, not that it was interesting, but like. I read that she, you know, the people thought that she was just one flat. note, flat character, but I'm like, that's kind of what her character is. And by the end of the movie, she's kind of grown a little bit, you know, but, but she's still learning because she spent 15 years training to be an assassin and a killer because she watched her entire family get murdered as a child. Yeah. She's not going to be a well-adjusted person. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part of that whole movie though, yeah. was the, uh, the egg and cheese sandwich. Oh God. That the was whole great. Bit. It's, I was cracking up and I don't know, man. Margot Robbie at this point could read the phone book. Dude, she's so good in this role. Like the egg sandwich bit where she did. And the fact they come back to it at the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. it's a great way to tie it all together. And you know, her character, I mean, going back onto what I said about Cassandra Cain, I think the interaction between Cassandra Cain played by Ella J Basco, who is Rufio from hooks niece, by the way, that Um, their interaction, she was great in the role they played. You know, their interaction with, with, with Margo and with the other characters was, was good. It was a fun character, you know, and, I, and by the end of the movie, you, you know, you have this, you know, Harley Quinn broken off from the Joker. Yep. Riding off into the sunset, essentially eating an egg sandwich with her hyena, Bruce and Cassandra Kane. Right. <laughs> Which is cool. And it's just a cool little scene. Although talking about Bruce for a second, the hyena kind of annoys me. Yeah. Um, not that the hyena is in the movie. I'm happy as a hyena in the movie. But I don't like the fact that they didn't Bruce. specifically in the cartoon, right? Yeah. Well, it's in the comics, too. But, I mean, she, start, she started in the cartoon. Yeah. You know? But I don't like the fact that they, you know, well, one, I don't like the fact there's only one. You know, she has two. Right. And I don't like the fact that they named Bruce after. Bruce Wayne. To Bruce Wayne. Because it seems kind of stupid. Okay. You know, and I what like. What are their the, names? Bud and Lou. Oh, like. Like Ab- Abbott and Costello. Yeah. Yeah. Like Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Yeah. Which I thought was great because she has two of them, Bud and Lou, named after Abbott and Costello, which is, you know, an old, if you don't know who they are, look them up. They're one of the funniest comedy teams of all time. Yeah. You who's know, on first? Yeah, who, it's one of literally the funniest comedy bit of all time. Right. A lot of comedy Super bits racist, are based. but yeah. A lot of comedy bits are. <laughs> how is it racist? Dude, it's making fun of Asian names. No, it's not. Oh, That's can, how people are taking it nowadays. You can, you know, whatever, fuck off. It's about, it's not, it's not about that at all. Hey. Okay. Dude, it's a who's on first, what's on second. I don't know third base. Yep, like it's super funny. I love that bit. It's not don't get me wrong at all, man. I, I don't buy that first. That's the people. That's people putting their own fucking agendas on a on a classic timeless Social joke. Justice Warriors. 
right? It's not fucking racist. You're an idiot. Not you, <laughs> not you, but the person people saying it's racist to believe it's racist. Oh, just because who or what is what's a, those are, can, can be an Asian name? Fuck off. <laughs> Seriously, fuck off. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> but you know, I, I like the fact that it's Blood and Lou two of them. And, I mean, I like the fact they put Ahina in there. I don't like the name Bruce on it. I think that's right. kind of stupid. After that, Hunky Wayne guy. Why? Why would she think that? That seems out of context for Harley Quinn for me, for the movie, especially for this movie universe, you know? Is it, though? Because isn't he supposed to be like a playboy kind of guy? I mean, that's the that's his whole persona as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but at this point in the story, right, she's broken off a Joker and... They, that's the other thing, though, dude. How do you... They did a good job in this movie not having Batman in it. Right. But at the same time, you're in Gotham. All this shit is going on and Batman doesn't show up at all. You blew up Ace Chemicals and there's no Batman? Yeah, it was kind of weird. I was like, hmm... Right, the Kim, uh, you know, I, I don't like. They could have, they could have incorporated him ha- being like on other bigger things, right? Right, and had uh, Rosie Perez's character Montoya, yeah, go to the roof, hit the bat signal, get some information from him, right? You know, and had him incorporated in that way. I was just, I was like, just spitballing there, but at the yeah. same time, it was just weird to have a whole story in Gotham. And Batman is not somehow intertwined. Well, and to go which for, actually was kind of refreshing because Batman does not need to be in everything, right? But they, they, what they could have done, what I think they should have done to go to your point there of the Batman and stuff like that. Yeah, they should have just had Jim Gordon at some point be in the movie and talk, and like Montoya go to Jim Gordon, the commissioner. And, yeah, and him give and her just say stuff. something, just just ex- give some exposition of why Batman can't help. Yeah, you know, yeah, that would have been interesting, right? Because then he would have had Jim Gordon come back for for it, and then he could have it would have tied all that in there. So, oh. You know, because if, if Ace Chemicals blew up, Batman's going to be there. The, the, the Bat family is going to show up for that, <laughs> you know? Right, right. So, so what do you think of the Black Mask? Dude. I'm asking you more because you know this universe from the comic book perspective better yeah. than anybody I know. So what did you think of the Black Mask? My experience with Black Mask is primarily from the cartoon. Okay. okay. I have not read a lot of comic books with him in it. Um, I've read some, but my experience from him is, is primarily from the cartoons. I thought... Um, Ewan McGregor did a great job. He was charismatic. He was creepy. He did a good job capturing this mob boss overlord that's just dirty, but thinks he's so clean and pristine. Right. Um, I he wish played were, scary really well. He did. Like the scene where he had the girl get on the table and take off her dress. That was that was legit creepy. I think that was your rated R moment. <laughs> right. Right. We'll talk. About, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but I do wish there was more time of him in the mask. Right. Yeah. Uh, he only had the mask on really probably for like less than five minutes in the movie. Right. I think there should have been more mask, more black well, mask. Isn't but. it in the in the comic books and in the cartoons for sure? He can't remove that. It's his face. Yeah, that's his face. Yeah. I was kind of shocked when they were like, I'm like, I was like, I didn't know who he was until he put that mask on. I'm like, oh. And I even said to you, I was like, I thought that was supposed to be his face. <laughs> yeah, no, his his face is the mask or well, the the, the red, the black skull, right? It's, yeah. But I, I don't quite know how he got the mask on him. I don't know his history and stuff like that. But it, I don't know it's um, he was good, right? I think it it was a departure somewhat from from him, uh, from the comics and shit like that. But it was good. It was done well. I mean, it was it's Ian McGregor. He, that guy's you know America's sweetheart. Right? Yeah. Even though he's not American, but still, <laughs> I had a buddy at work who always calls Ian McGregor America's sweetheart, which makes me laugh. So because he's English, right? 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 <laughs> I was thinking, so we had these previews at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And one of them is that one, which I called, I spit on your grave light. Yeah. What's that? What's the name of that movie? Do you remember? A woman scorned. A, a woman scorned. I think. And it looks 
Is that not what it's called? No, it's not what it's called. Hold on. I'll look it up. Go ahead and talk. Okay. Well, it, it looked pretty interesting. Basically, this girl has uh, had some things happen to her in the past, and she's she's getting revenge. Right. And I don't, we don't, we don't, you don't really know exactly what, you, you're pretty sure it's, it's, it's a type of sexual assault. That's how I took it. And then that, she got kicked out of something because no one believed her when she exposed what happened. I think, actually, I think what's happening is if you, if you pay close attention, her best friend or sister was raped or murdered and she's, she's trying to avenge her death. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. When I was, but when, when they first started playing the preview, dude. Yeah. Honestly, I thought it was the pro. Like they did the pro as a movie. Oh, uh, Palmiotti's pro. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I got so excited. And then I was like, oh, this isn't the pro. It's called <laughs> it's called Promising Young, Young Woman. Yeah. Yeah. It looks actually pretty interesting. It does. It looks really good. And it's got Bo Burnham in it, which I'm a huge Bo Burnham fan. Yeah. And um, it, 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 it said the, the premise of the movie, basically, like you said, something happens and then she pretends to be drunk. Brings guys home and goes, what are you doing? Yeah. And isn't drunk, you know, and, and makes a checklist, whatever. It's basically a revenge tale, but it looks it looks legit interesting. Yeah. But I, I was thinking, man, it's the pro. And then watching Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Ugh. she would be an amazing person for that role in the pro. Dude, she would be fantastic as the pro. Like, uh, like and, and, and people were like, well, she's already Harley, you know what I mean? Doing nah, another comic book movie. But at the same time, it would almost be... Uh, like perfect, it would be perfect, and it would be a true R-rated movie because the pro is R-rated. <laughs> so okay, so glad you said that. The R-rated movie of Harley Quinn, yep, or Birds of Prey, and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Which I want to before you go into that real quick. Let's talk about that title for a second. I well, love that title, but it is not good for this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was going to come back to the title at the, near the end. But all right, yeah, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. So yeah, it's not good for this movie. I think they. I, th- I think the the casual fan is not going to know that Birds of Prey is going to be Harley Quinn. I mean, they could have just called it Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah, well, they sh- I mean, I don't think Birds of Prey should have been even in the title, honestly. Well, if they wanted to, if they wanted to keep saying the Birds of Prey, I think that's how they should have done it. Right, right. Personally, I would have been like Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah, or they could have just called it the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn and just have that be the title, or just call it Harley. Yeah, oh, that'd be cool. I mean, that's what I would have called it, just Harley. Yeah, because ultimately it's a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. And then go from there because then you could have Harley 2 and Harley 3 and, you know, and then you could do the things like weird titles. Yeah. But the first one should just be Harley. And then on top of that, I see why it was rated R on, if you look at the grand scope of things, the amount of people who die, the way they die, uh, the amount of language, but there was no reason for that movie to be rated R. No, I don't. I And even then, if you just curve the language back to like a PG-13 type language and maybe de-bloodify some of the violence there i mean it could totally be a pg-13 movie and it would have been fine it would have been just as good the only thing that you couldn't have done is you probably couldn't have done the opening scene where she's super fucking drunk and throwing up no you could do that they do that in tv shows now yeah but i mean you'd have to you'd have to dial it back some and you definitely couldn't have done the scene where she snorts coke and gets super strong and beats people up (laughs) hard drug use used in a positive way like that was is not allowed in pg-13 movies yeah, it was actually kind of funny. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious, right? Basically, she's hiding behind a big pile of coke and they shoot it up. In the, in the, in the, uh, evidence in the police station, yeah, yeah, the evidence locker. And they're shooting it up and it goes in the air and takes a big old sniff and gets up and kicks her ass. Which yeah. It's fucking funny as hell. <laughs> you know what I like about Margot Robbie as Harley, though? What's that? Is she's believable in her ass kicking. Right, because she looks like it doesn't make it look easy, but she makes it look easy, right? Well, here's the deal. Most of the time, like, I don't, 
when you watch a movie and you see a, a woman go toe to toe with a guy that's you know twice her size, right, right, you know, and they're they're punching her, and she just like it's like that doesn't have any effect. It's just so not real. It's you, not, you know, and and yeah, Carly takes punishment, and but she, it affects her. You know what I mean? And the way she fights, using angles, using people's balance to offset everything, is makes it more realistic that she could do what she's doing. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and and sometimes it's just like, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're you get hit by a 250 pound man, you know, with biceps that are 19 inches. <laughs> Right, you're going down. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, you know, and it's just like okay. So, but she, the way they portray her and the way she does everything, it's great. And that bat scene when oh she freaking throws the bat and it bounces up back up and she catches it again, it was awesome, dude. It was that whole fight scene was bad. This movie had amazing fight scenes. Let's just say, yeah, that. the choreography was great. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I, I hope that it stays in the theater for a while and gets to the point where it needs to be for the, you know, for it to be a quote unquote success, you know, because it's like, I feel like people are, are talking shit about something. They don't have anything. They, they haven't watched it and they don't want to, they don't want to like it from what I've read online. And they don't, they don't want to give it a chance. They want to have like all the people last weekend who were posting about like, oh, look at all these open seats, look at all these open seats. Well, fuck you. Who cares? Yeah. Like, go see it. It's a good fucking movie. It is a good movie. It's a lot I of fun. I highly recommend people going to see it. It's been, it's, I don't know. I was excited. I legit could watch it again tonight. Dude, I could go see it again. It was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. If it was like on video, I'd be watching it again. <laughs> right. Why did we queuing it back up and playing it again? Because it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And like the fight scenes, you know, the hats off to the choreographers hats off to the stunt women and, and stunt men in the movie because they were so great although I, I did read that Marco Robbie did a lot of her own stunts in this movie a lot nice. of the non super dangerous ones she did a lot of the yeah. that stuff herself which is super cool um, and it's just they like that in fight scene when they're in the, the fun house and they're just you know in the fun house in the mirrors and they're fighting with and Harley has her mallet and they're going around back and forth and Harley somehow puts on her skates I like, I like the fact they comment on it too like, oh, wouldn't he have, she have a, a time for a shoe change? Because she puts skates on. Because this movie incorporates the Palmiotti and the Amanda Connor style Harley, where she's a roller derby girl and kind of that has the beaver from the comics in there. And although the beaver's not alive, the beaver's a stuffed beaver, but it's kind of a cool callback to the Palmiotti Connor comics, um, which are which came out in, I think, 2014 or became super popular. And it was kind of nice they had that tie in stuff there. But yeah. the in fight scene, when she gets on the roller skates and all that stuff they're doing, was just. So fun. Yeah. And I mean, it's way over the top. It's so over the top. Cause, cause that's, okay. That's the other reason which I don't understand. Like, I think you're right. I think they would have took out the hard drug scene and probably just curb down the language. Yeah. You know, I think you're allowed like three fucks or two fucks in a PG-13. Yeah. yeah. It, just curb that down. And, and you could say frack or frick or freaking or whatever. You know what I mean? To, to curb it even more. Because the violence itself is so, for lack of a better term, cartoony. It's so cartoony. Yeah. It's just like. It would have been great. And then all those, because I feel like they just left half their audience on the outside of that movie. Am I making they it did. rated R? They did. Now, the, the swear, it was funny. Like, this, the swearing made for some funny stuff. Her, her, Harley, her Harley fucking Quinn t-shirt was, was kind of funny. And then made for some funny lines. But ultimately, it didn't really make the movie, make her, it didn't make or break the movie. Yeah. No. No. I mean, like, to me, Deadpool being rated R right off the bat, it was fine and it made sense. You know, 
Yeah. Like if that was the first time being introduced to Harley Quinn in the theater, yeah, then making it rated R and kind of setting the precedent of who she's going to be and what kind of movie you're going to see, right, is one thing. Yeah, like I think by the fact that they introduced her in a PG thirteen movie, and now you have Halloween costumes after it, you have cosplay going on after it, you a have a bunch of kids looking up to her, a bunch of kids. You know, it's just like why would you introduce her in a PG thirteen and then right away make it rated R? Right, like, I mean, case in well, point. Well, not right away, but you know. Well, I mean, the next movie, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Case in point, my girls love Harley Quinn. My nine-year-old is she, well, she's been a Harley Quinn fan since the car, since I showed the cartoon a long time ago, right? So she yeah. loved it for a long time. I mean, her birthday invitations for her like third birthday is her dressed up as Harley Quinn. So it's been a long time, but she you know wanted to go see the movie, and I, I obviously I had to go see it first, right? And ultimately, I think it'd be fine, right? I, yeah. I mean, kids here swearing. The violence is so cartoony; it's not even remotely really realistic. There's nothing. There's no like the scene where she sniffs the cocaine that's in the air. That's going to go right over a kid's head. Yeah, you know, maybe a teenager might know what that is. I don't even think my 17 year old would get what that is. He'd probably have to ask me right? Right. if I'm being honest here. Right, right. And I think ultimately, I think it would be fine for kids to watch. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest, man. It's if it's just the language that you're worried about, then it's like it's not that bad. You know, I mean, yeah, they talk, really, they talk like people talk. They talk how you talk in real life, which yeah. you hear swearing all the time. Yep. Yep. I hear swearing all the time, even at work during yeah. like conference calls. Right. I hear swearing in meetings at work all the time. Yeah. And it's just, it's whatever. But, it is what it is. So I mean, I told the girls they can, they can see it. So we'll probably go see it when their mom gets back from vacation or from work, <laughs> a work vacation. Because <laughs> I had yeah. to go see this without Kaylee, which if you know my wife, she's a big Harley Quinn fan and she wanted to see this. But she I even can, has tattoos. She does. She has a tattoo on her on her uh, on her thigh of the the diamonds. But I asked her. I was like, "Cause Kendrick came over and she's gone." I'm like, "Hey, do you mind if we go see Birds of Prey?" And she's like, "You asshole! Fine, go do it." Is that what she said? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That's hilarious. She's like, she's like, "No, I'm not mad." Dot dot dot. I'm like, "God damn it, Kaylee!" <laughs> <laughs> you but, should say it sucked. Yeah. No. Now no, I told her it was good, and she's 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 gonna love it. She was worried. Like she legitimately like, after the after the trailer. I don't think the trailer did this movie justice. To be honest. No. Uh, she watched the trailer and she was like, "That looks dumb." Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, it kind of does." But after seeing the movie, it's not dumb. It's, it's not fantastic. Dumb at all. Yeah, the thing is, dude, and they've changed the title now. They have. It's now what is it? Harley it's Quinn. Harley Quinn. Bird, you know, colon birds of prey. Yeah, which makes more sense. What the movie is? Yeah, they should just. It should just be Harley. It should be Harley. Or the uh, next one. You know, I'm telling you, Warner Brothers. Just, just name it Harley, dude. All right, movie pitch idea, real quick. Yeah. Let's say they, they make another one, right, called Harley or whatever comes out. Third one, just call it Quinzel and be an origin story. Like, actually show her as Harley and, Harley and Quinzel. I think that'd be cool. You think? I think it'd be cool. But yeah. then it'd be hard because who would you have play her? Because Margot Robbie might be, not that, I mean, not that age should be a deciding factor, but she will be quite a bit older to play a young Harleen. Quinzel. Yeah, but she's in, I mean, she's an adult in this time. She's not playing a teenager. She's an adult. So, I mean, I think she could do it. I mean, she looks, Marco Robbie looks fantastic. She could probably pull it off. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. But it was a lot of fun. I really suggest people going out and checking it out. It, it It's super good. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of them not having the Joker in it at all? Well, they did have a, they did have him in it. Well, I mean, they had a, a, a scene. Uh, they had a scene. In the which, back of his head from Suicide Squad. Yeah. And. I don't know. I think it was. I think it was all right. I think it's more weird not having Batman in it or yeah. mentioning Batman. They didn't. Yeah. I don't think they even mentioned Batman except for Bruce. Yeah, they mentioned Bruce Wayne. That's, I think. I think that's it. Yeah. Which so is, that's I, curious. It's it's curious. I mean, 
I kind of feel like Harley Quinn has become her, such her own character now. I agree. That it, you don't need to have the Joker be a part of anything. I agree. Anymore. I, I, I liked him not being in it. I, I, it's so story wise, I think it would have made sense for them, for him to show up at some point in the story because of they just broke up. He, she blew up Ace Chemicals, which to the Joker. If no, it was like a year later. Was it a year later? Yes, yeah, it's, it's quite a long time later, and she didn't tell anybody oh, because right, she was, right. you know, she can get away with anything she wants because they she think had the that protection. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it seems it does seem weird that he wouldn't like because that would be a big slap in his face, and knowing the Joker, he'd be like, "What the fuck," you know? But right. I like him not being it because I don't really care for the Jared Little Joker too much. But I, I hope they have. I like the Jared Little Joker. I think he got what? a raw deal. I think he could have been a great Joker, but I think the the pimpster gangster Joker was a bad idea. I, I think I, I don't know, man. I think it's it's apropos for the time. You know, I don't think you're gonna get. I, I think you can get that back to the point where it's like the Caesar what Caesar Romero Caesar Romero because Caesar Romero kind of reminds me of uh, Jack Nicholson, yeah, and and even to a point Heath Ledger because with the way he dressed. Right. I, I you can get back to that if you want, but at the same time, today's mafia, today's gangster is this pimped out freaking, you know, from the ghetto type of cre- type of person. So I mean, I'm just saying for today's point of view, I I kind of got it. I was like that to me it kind of makes a lot of sense all the tattoos, all the uh the guns and the knives, the way he has them laid out. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. It made sense to me. Do you really think that the Joker, the clown prince of crime, is going to tattoo Joker on his belly? Yeah, actually, I do. <sighs> I think it's a big joke, and I think that's exactly something that he would do. See, I think I I I, I get what you're saying there on him, but I think that I mean, I don't Luke, think Luke McGregor played Black Mask, who was a mob boss in this yeah. movie, and that was more true to what Joker would be. Although you think that crazier. was more? Yeah, I just... And it worked. It did work. It worked really, really well. I, I just think... I, I'm not saying it'd be wrong to do it like more of a classic, you know, quote-unquote Joker style. You know, I think Jarrett Leto went out on a ledge, tried something different, yeah. and I liked it. And I think he got kind of the shaft by the fact that they recut that movie, yeah. cut a bunch of his stuff out, right? And then he was supposed to get a movie. And right. so you're only seeing, what, 20 minutes of what he should have been. I, I agree. I think there could there's I think there's more to his character we didn't see. Yeah. Hashtag release the Joker cut. But um, right. <laughs> release the Joker cut. <laughs> but I, I would like I as I told everybody else I don't I didn't hate his performance. I yeah. just hated a lot of his visuals. And I think if they would have toned back the tattoos, toned back the toned back the pimp esque of him some, right? Not necessarily make him the classic Joker, but made him more of a not a joke. You know, because the Joker is always, I mean, look at the comic books from the inception to to now. The Joker is always a well put together person, right? He's always in suits, always in clean suits. He's always well put together. Yeah. The first time they had a a, a fucked up, messy Joker was Heath Ledger, right? right? But even then, he was in a nice, clean suit. He's in custom suits. Custom suits. It was just his face that was had the scars and the the spray paint and stuff on it and the hair, but everything else, you know, was the suits were clean were premiere now Jared Leto's Joker was also clean but in a different, he had he wasn't wearing like dirty clothes but he was more you know the giant purple uh alligator jacket the the no shirt the, I mean it's a different kind of put together I guess yeah. but 
it just seems to me that the, the Joker is, is this classic villain, and part of his scariness is that classic aspect of it, where he is put together. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm I, not sure where I'm going with this here. No, I get what you're trying to say. Well, part of it to me is just like, I don't know, man. The change has to happen at some point. You know what I mean? And oh, I, I think agree. He just I agree. went out on a limb to try something different. Yeah. Because he was following up Heath Ledger. Right. You had you to do something different. You had to do something drastically different for people that, you know, you, he could have just done Heath Ledger. Right. Or try to do Jack Nicholson, you know? Could have just, you know, which to me is a progression of Caesars. You know what? That actually brings me to a good, a good question there. You're saying yeah. that. Do you think Joaquin Phoenix's Joker would have been accepted as much had it been the next one after Heath Ledger? Yeah, I <laughs> because there's a palate cleanser there of everybody hating the next one. So good so, way to put it. So really, then whoever whoever played him after Leto kind of had a clean slate to be good, no matter what. Like, yeah, yeah, he's kind of set to be liked. I think there's a lot of uh, truth to that statement. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? I, I think Joaquin's performance though is so good, and it, and that movie is so different than a normal, it's so different comic book movie. You know, it's it's they use. I kind of when I watched that movie uh, not too long ago, when I saw it in the theater, I I was like, okay, I went in thinking I'm going to watch the Joker, right? And then when I got out, and I was like, wow, that was such a strong performance by Joaquin, right? And the writing was really good, and everything that it stood for was was pretty interesting. And then when I watched it when it came out on video, I I thought of the Joker as a platform, not as the this is a Joker movie. You know what I right, mean? Like right. They were just using, because the Joker is such a classic character. He is. You know, more so than almost any other comic book character that you can really think of. No one quite has the same uh, intricacies and the same weirdness that the Joker does. Like the Bat- Batman's great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but he's still kind of a typical superhero. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's tons of superheroes that are just like the Batman. Right. There is not, I can't think of any other characters that you would say, oh, yeah, he's just like, he's written just like the Joker. Right. People try, but it's hard to match yeah, the Joker. Yeah. It's, you know, Bill Finger really got the finger on it. Right. He did. You know, and not to put a pun on it. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, I was just came out that way. It's kind of funny. But <laughs> at the same time, though, it's like, so when they came out with the Joker movie, everybody was all up in arms. And I kind of got it. And, and Casey uh, had a very, he goes, I don't want to watch about a white guy being beat up and then striking back a bunch of people. Something like that. He right. said it much more elegantly. Right, right. But that's basically what he was saying. Should, before you go any further, it should be noted that Jerry, Jerry Robinson was also co-creator of the Joker. Yeah, there you go. Thank With you. Bill Finger. Yeah, he was so, the artist. Uh, but <laughs> when I went in, when when you watch it, I think even Casey said he it was really good. He watched it Yeah, like a, like a couple weeks ago. He really liked it. It, it. I don't think, you don't think of the Joker as the classic Joker with Batman. You just think of it as an archetype of what that character is. And yeah. I think when I, when you think of it that way, it's, it's different. It is. So it is. I kind of think that to get to your question in a roundabout way, I, I kind of think that if they were released that movie in 2010, right. I think it would have been just as big and just as powerful, but I don't think releasing suicide squads in between didn't hurt it. That's for sure. Yeah, I think it only helped it. <laughs> yeah, it only helped it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, but I mean, Joaquin was so good. And there's talks of a second one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They want to do a second one. Do you think that you introduce a Harley Quinn character in the, into that universe? Because that, that Joker movie is clearly in a different universe. 
Yeah, they'd have to have a different person play Harley Quinn, though, right? I think so. But otherwise, I mean, I know in the movie, uh, Joaquin's character is supposed to be in his like late the mid to late thirties. Yeah, but he looks so fucking old. That's because he lost all that weight. Yeah, he looks really old for yeah. that movie. So if you have like a twenty eight or thirty year old Harley Quinn in there, it's going to be you know, I mean, maybe that maybe it would work, right? But you have to, I think, for the time to have to bring Harley into the Walking Phoenix Joke universe. Could you have Margot Robbie do it? I don't think this version of Harley Quinn in the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie and Suicide Squad would mesh well with that Joker at all. But you could introduce a Harley Quinn character, I think, but it'd have to be done. You'd have to establish that this Joker or the Joaquin Phoenix Joker has become that clown prince of crime, has become that put together. But I thought they were, I think, isn't there a rumor that he's not the actual Joker? Yeah, that's what I'm talking like about. Like he's going to yeah. be like the influence of who the Joker becomes. Right. The inspiration of who the Joker, of the real, for the real Joker was him. And a lot of that, what happened took place in his head, but some of, some of it didn't, some of it did. And it's all this emancipation, or not emancipation, but it's a fantastical thing that happened. And then it's the inspiration for who that guy becomes the real Joker. But who knows, right? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's the Joker movie in itself. I feel like they shouldn't make a second one. They should just leave it alone. They should leave it. Just no more. Yeah. I, I don't want to I don't want more. Yeah. Yeah. Just leave it as, as a standalone and then and then move on, you yeah. know? Uh because I think like they can still revamp the Joker in the Harley Quinn style that they have here in birds. of Prey. Yeah. They can recast him or they I mean, can recast him. He doesn't have to, be, and he could be completely different. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he, he can, you don't, you don't even have to acknowledge the other one. If you don't want to, people would just ignore it. And like, oh, it's well, they do it. Like, look at the cartoons, right? Right. They have, every time they use a different voice for Joker, they, they draw him differently. Right. A little different. Yeah. But it's still basically the same universe. Right. You don't really think about it. You just move it on. It doesn't matter. It just, yeah. It doesn't matter. And then, I think though, with Birds of Prey, I I kind of feel like they had a good foundation to start introducing other things within it. Yeah. yeah, like if if I was Warner Brothers, right, right, I would use Margot Robbie's charisma yeah. as Harley Quinn to start building that universe that you you guys they so desperately want. Right. You know what I mean? And just do it slowly. Use this as a platform, and then now on the next one, do something. You know, like you. Like we've said before, introduce a character right within a movie, then do a standalone with them. Yep. You know what I mean? And then just keep that rolling until you have five, six, seven movies under your belt. Then do the big Justice League reveal. Would you want to see this Black Canary go off into her own movie with Green Arrow? I would love it. Yeah. I would absolutely love it. I, I would I would love to see her do a movie with, with and introduce um, Ollie. You know, the thing is, is when she, when she was introduced as Black Canary, mm-hmm. the race didn't it didn't even dawn on me. Oh, that she was black? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, I didn't, like, I had, I, it was like, I, I mean, you obviously, you don't look at somebody and say, you know, they're not black or they're not white I don't or see they're not color Asian. Yeah. That, that whole thing is bullshit. Right, right. Now, you might see color, but you don't, it doesn't affect your decision making. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And I could see where people were up in arms. Well, she's a blonde white girl. Well, every fucking hero heroin chick is a blonde white girl <laughs> right how many blonde white girls do you need right exactly and, and i mean and does her becoming does her being a black or a half black whatever she was character matter to the character not at all not at all Who cares not at all i think like i think you could do that with any character really yeah like, you can make harley quinn any race you wanted i agree you know well i mean you could ultimately she's going to be white because her skin's bleached but 
It doesn't right. matter. She could be she could be any race. It doesn't matter. Right. But you know, it's just it's interesting because when she came on, I was like, who the hell is that? And then they're like right. Dinah Lance. I'm like, oh. that's not oh, that is oh, okay. And then yeah. she just kicks so much ass, you're like, she's awesome. Yeah. It was I you know, we used we, I think if you listen back in our earlier shows, we talk about, you know, recasting characters and races and stuff like that. And we always talk about, oh, there's certain things you don't want to do, but ultimately I don't think it fucking matters anymore. Yeah. Just cast a good actor, cast a good actress in the role. I think I think that's the key. Yeah. I think if you're making changes to make changes because you want to uh, hit a quota. Right. That's right? wrong. And I think that's wrong. And I think and I think some people in Hollywood are guilty of that. I, I think they do it sure. specifically to hit a quota, which is the wrong reasons to do it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Just have people act and then just choose the best actor. Yeah, choose the best actor and, and then move go on. from there because if they're the best actor for the role, they're gonna shine through no matter what. Yeah, it doesn't matter what race they are or what, what they look like, just yeah. make it good. Yeah. And and unless it's specific to the subject matter. <laughs> right. Like it would be weird to cast <laughs> a white Black Panther. Right. right. Or or but you could. You could. Why couldn't you you could if you think about it, right? Like the king of Wakanda could have gone to somewhere, had sex with a white chick, and he she gives she gives birth. And then that kid goes out and has sex with another white chick, right? Or it's a or with a white guy, depending on you know what I mean. And then you get two things down. All of a sudden, you have basically a white kid. Yeah. And then something happens, and like all these people, and they end up being the last person in line for the throne. Boom! You have a white Black Panther. Yeah, you could. It, it wouldn't be a T'Challa character, but it'd be you could have a Black Panther. Black Panther is a mantle character, right? So you could, you could yeah. yeah, you could do that. If you could sure. do it. I'm not saying that you should. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, kind of, kind of what you're talking about is kind of how you have a white Iron Fist, right? Because Iron Fist is a mantle character. Yeah. The one we know and love, or I know and love, is a white is Danny Rand, a white guy, and how he got it wasn't because he was born there; it was because he was, you know, placed there. There, there is a difference yeah. though, because he's a fish out of water. That's the whole point of the yeah, story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't cast a white guy to play a slave, and go blackface. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? No. So th- I mean, subject does matter on who you think. But when it comes to superheroes. What get the fuck out of here? It's all fantastical. Yeah, it's all fantastical. Right. I mean, it's just comic books. It's just comics. It, at the end of the day, we have these stupid arguments over things. Right. And it is just made up stories of characters that are impossible to exist anyways. Right. And as long as they're doing their best job to tell a good story, I'm happy. You know, I think my favorite scene in that whole movie yeah. was Harley coming into the police station. Oh, dude. Oh man! When she had the the, the beanbag gun. <laughs> she was, oh, the, when had the glitter bombs. <laughs> oh my god, that was such a great scene. The whole theater was laughing, and, and you could tell the whole theater was having fun with that movie. Yeah, that, I mean, and it was packed. There was so many good. There scenes. was only a couple seats down in front that was empty. Yeah, it was packed up behind. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm gonna see it again. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna go see it again next weekend when I take Kaylee to see it. Yeah. So. Uh, I was going to say final thought, but you kind of just gave your final thought. So what's that? You, I mean, you gave yours. My final thought is I gave my final thought. I thought you did. What did I say? I don't know. Final thought, Kenrick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've already said it. I've said it a couple times through the, through this episode. Go check it out. Yeah. You know, give this movie some love. It is a lot of fun. And if anything, Margot Robbie in Harley as Harley Quinn is the best thing DC has going for them in the movies. Oh, for sure. In the live action movies. I would say she's on par as perfect casting as Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. One hundred it she she is Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Dude, I would love to see 
Margot Robbie and Gal Gadot do a team up movie as Harley Quinn and Wonder Woman. Oh my god, that'd be so funny. <laughs> Those two characters going up. Oh my god, it'd be great. Because Wonder Woman would just be the straight man. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. You know what I mean? And just oh god, it would be that would be perfect. They yeah. really should do it. That'd be so. That's John's great. final thought. All right, guys, we're. <laughs> My final thought is uh, I loved it. Go see it. I'm going to see it again. It's if you like fun movies that are just taking on a wild ride, this movie definitely takes you on a wild ride. It's not realistic. It's not supposed to be, but it's awesome. Yeah. It's just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we're out of here. That's a show. That's a show. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Please like us on Facebook, on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Subscribe. I know that we already had it in the beginning, but. You know, do it again. Do it again, man. Tell and your friends. Share. If you like the stuff we're doing, share it out. Yeah. Tell people about us. Help us out. God damn it. Right. We, <laughs> we do this for you. Make it perfect. Right. Make it perfect. All right, guys. We're out. Don't forget to open the mind. You need more.